Ryzen 13 post-fight thoughts. Dun-dun-dun! Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. Before we jump into this next episode, as usual, I want to remind you guys, you can follow me on Twitter, at FightJunkie.com, listen to me on Anchor.fm, and of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash FightJunkie2006. So the Risen 13 card happened basically right after the Bellator card ended. And if you guys wanted to know my post-fight thoughts on that, just go ahead and click on that card icon in the top right corner, and that will link back to my post-fight podcast about Bellator. Um, So this fight was held in Japan. If you guys haven't been able to watch uh, Ryzen before, basically it's a pretty awesome format the way they do it. I don't like the intermission they do in between, but that's kind of their thing. It's usually like 45 minutes or an hour. This time, they didn't do that exactly when they were supposed to because they were having weather issues in Japan. Apparently, there was a typhoon over there. And so what they did was they ran the the, uh, fight cards um, back to back to back to back to back, just one after another. And then they actually rearranged the lineup and put the main event on so everybody could get out of there before it was like 8 o'clock their time. Because I guess the trains that they have were going to stop running because of the weather issues. So everybody at the arena that needed to take trains or multiple trains to get back home had to do so by a certain time or they were stuck. So Ryzen knew this going in and they adjusted things. And then after the main event was over, they had an intermission and then they had the last few fights that went ahead and ended the card. But anybody that was there to watch the main event was able to watch it and then leave and then hopefully everybody got home safe um i'm not going to go over the entire card i'm just going to touch on some of the the few fights on there that i thought were interesting um the first one i'll touch on is kid yamamoto's older sister she avenged her previous loss by submission she grinded out a three-round decision or i guess in uh rising rules she just won because they don't score round by round but um it, was, it wasn't it was the most exciting fight. She's 44 years old. She's just a major uh, a, um, wrestling star. I was going to say Olympic, but there was politics there. She didn't get to compete in the Olympics. Um, her MMA record was like 2-3 and three coming in to this fight. Um, again, she had lost already to Andy by submission in her last fight. So this was a revenge bout for her. But of course, with Kid dying last week, couple weeks ago that was an emotional win for her emotional time for her so more than the actual fight itself or now her three and three record or anything like that it was just an emotional outing with her you know dedicating the fight to kid and then coming in and defeating the girl that had submitted her in her previous fight and pretty much dominating her she took her down and then andy just wasn't able to get up she wasn't able to throw up any submission uh the crazian that's what andy calls herself the crazy um it was just a dominant performance and one that was pretty special for her and her family i'm sure um the other fight on there which i i am not going to do this fight justice i'm telling you guys right now like it is indescribable any which way i describe this will not do it justice so you have to go and find the fight you've got to watch the replay and not just a gif again a gif is not going to do it justice you have to watch the entire fight from round one to round three the entire thing every second every minute every round and then maybe you will understand what i'm talking about bob sap versus the sumo man it actually went three rounds 
And when you watch this fight, you will be amazed that these two did not drop dead in the center of the ring from a heart attack. I'm not even kidding. Like there were points in this fight where I honestly thought somebody was just going to collapse. These guys were so out of shape. I honestly think, no kidding, no joking, maybe 30 seconds into the first round, they were both spent. And when I'm saying spent, I'm not talking tired, guys. This is like, when they ended this fight, this was like a man walking in the desert with no water for two days that just collapsed and the sand blows over you and you're buried and you're dead. That type of pure, utter exhaustion. It started out that way. As soon as Sumo Man, the bell rings, Sumo Man comes running across the ring, does this flurry. It looked like Sap was going to get stopped. You guys know how Sap is. It's crazy to me. The guy's now 12 and 20, and he still doesn't know how to take punches. He still doesn't know how to block punches. He still doesn't know how to throw punches. He closes his eyes. The guy's huge, 6'4", 300-something pounds. It's utterly amazing that after all of these fights and so-called training in the gym, that he still looks as horrible as he ever did. But he uh, he curled up, you know, and turned his back and everything else. But Sumo Man got too tired, couldn't finish up with any punches. And then Sap, of course, with his weird way he throws his punches and just moves. like The guy's huge upper body, and if you look at his lower body, it looks like twigs. It's very, very strange. But it was a typical, you're thinking, Bob Sap type of fight, right? Except for he didn't tap. He didn't just fall down, tap the strikes. He didn't just collapse. He actually showed heart. It's amazing. Like, I got to give these guys credit for something because they do get in there. But they both showed heart because they could have quit or their hearts could have gave out and they could have died right in the middle of the ring. But Bob just was, you know, doing what Bob does, which was very little. But the thing about this was it was their conditioning. It was so bad. I'm not even talking about their technique and the sloppiness and the total garbage as far as, you know, what real fighters do and how they train and how they try to present themselves. Forget all that. This is about two men that were standing there basically looking at each other, would throw a couple punches and then wait another 30, 40, 50 seconds and do it all over again. It was hilarious. I was literally laughing out loud watching this. So imagine you have Bob Sapp in one corner and Sumo Man in the other corner and they slowly start walking towards each other. Dun, 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 dun. They're just walking. Their hands are up. They're walking towards each other. Dun, dun, dun. They get close enough, somebody will flurry, the other guy will back off or cover up. Now they're separated again. Now, do, 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 over and over. It was so bad. The ref just kept yelling, fight, 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 over and over and over. In fact, they both got yellow cards for not fighting. No joke. And in the last round, um... The sumo man was so dead tired that Bob landed a jab or something. And sumo man was so tired. First of all, he, he had not been engaging anymore. He was just running around, literally running around, like turning his back. His hands were down. He was standing there with his hands on his waist. It was unbelievable. All Bob had to do is maybe put two punches together and the fight would have been over. And he was so damn tired, so exhausted. He couldn't do it. It was the most, I mean, like I said, guys, you've got to find this because I'm not 
doing it any justice whatsoever. I can't simply describe the undescribable, the indescribable. It was unbelievable to me. It was just something that I don't think I have ever seen. I've seen tired fighters before. And I, I don't think I have ever seen two fighters this tired, this exhausted with that few of punches landed or even thrown. In fact, in the second round, Bob had mount. Somehow, I don't even remember how they got in the mount. He got mount, and at the end of the round, he was so dead tired, he could barely get up off of the guy. I'm not even kidding. He could barely stand up and get his leg out of mount. He was so tired. It was absolutely unbelievable. I can't stress this enough. You have got to find the replay. It is unbelievable. Also on the card was Crow Cup. He ended up winning via TKO. It was a doctor stoppage in the first round. The first round was okay. I mean, you know, Crow Cop's getting up there. His opponent, Martinez, came into the fight like 13 and 4 or something like that. Had a terrible physique, too, but apparently has great cardio, but we didn't get to see it. Um, it's because they were in the corner exchanging some punches, and Crow Cop hit him with an elbow right on top of his uh, forehead, right above, like just right at the hairline, and it cut him, so he was bleeding pretty bad. And they took him over to the doctor, and initially I didn't think the fight was going to get stopped. It's combat sports. We all see blood. It was on the hairline, on the top of the forehead. We all know that area bleeds a lot anyway. And the doctors was looking at it for a very long time, and then they called it. So the only thing I can assume is that the cut was really deep. When the few times the cameras panned over there, it looked like they had stopped all of the bleeding. But I didn't get a real good look at how deep the cut was. So I, I imagine the cut must have been super deep where they thought that, you know, it was dangerous. I was just going to be able to keep bleeding and they would have to stop the fight anyway. But obviously that was the end of that. So it was like four minutes and 58 seconds of the first round. Then we had the main event between uh, Tenchin and Horiguchi. Now, that was a good fight, man. I got to give props to Horiguchi. I'm sure you guys know who he is, but if you don't, he's a UFC fighter. He's not a kickboxer, and this was under kickboxing rules where uh, Tenchin is undefeated. He's a really young kid. He's like 20 years old. I think he was 31-0 coming into the fight. Tension did win. He won a uh, decision. Again, I don't know if they were scoring the rounds, or they, but Tension won. It was three rounds. Um, so I think he's 32 and 0 now. He has something like 24 KOs. But Horiguchi just took this fight under kickboxing rules. He's an MMA fighter, but he put on the kickboxing gloves, you know, the bigger gloves, and adhered to kickboxing rules. And he really impressed me with his stand-up. I mean, a lot of people are high on him in the UFC, and I can see why. But under kickboxing rules and fighting a guy who, yeah, he's young, but that seasoned man, 31, 32 fights already, undefeated, knocking everybody out. He's really flashy, has good power. Uh, Southpaw, that's not easy, man. That's not easy to handle if it's your own sport. And he... Uh, Horiguchi was making his pro debut in kickboxing. He's never even fought kickboxing before, officially. And so they went at it. And I actually had it 1-1 going into the third round. And I believe Tension stole that fight in the last minute because he hit uh, Horiguchi with a kick to the, it was like to the side of the head. And that kind of stumbled him. 
And then I thought Horiguchi was kind of more in survival mode for the last minute. But up until that, it was really close. And you could be making a case that Horiguchi and Tension were kind of even in that third round. And then I think Tension took it over. But it was very competitive throughout. They were good sportsmen after the fight. And, uh, you know, acknowledging what they had done. And, you know, uh, Tension was uh, really grateful for Horiguchi coming over and fighting him under his rules, having never fought before. And uh, he looked up to Horiguchi. And Horiguchi uh, actually at one point did a double leg takedown and took him down. It was pretty funny. And he apologized for taking him down. It was just a good night. It was a good main event. It was a, a good action-packed fight. You could see there are very high levels in, in what they do. And Horiguchi with his karate stance basically versus uh, tension and his kickboxing stance. But overall, it was a really good uh, main event. And I can see why so many people are high on Horiguchi. And if he performed like that in his just a pure striking match, then, of course, when you're adding in jiu-jitsu and takedowns and everything like that, like I said, you could see in the clinches and stuff like that, he was just head and shoulders above tension. But obviously, that's not tension's game. So that's why I was impressed with what Horiguchi was able to do fighting under kickboxing rules. And overall, it was a, it was a really good card. Like I said, I wasn't going to go over everything. And it was a little bit different with that uh, format due to the weather situation. I personally liked it better because I like all fights just to pop off one after another. So you don't have to sit there with all this fluff in between. Uh, it's, it's hard to watch Ryzen anyway normally when you're talking like they're on that Saturday to Sunday area and 99% of the time I'm watching UFC or boxing or Bellator or something and then it goes straight into Ryzen for however long that card's going to be so that can be brutal but I did watch it I was entertained I really enjoy the series I really like watching it I wish the timing was better but obviously I'm not their market so I get that but anyway you guys got to find that Bob Sapp video if you do nothing else today scour the web search it go to social media find that and and when you find it and you watch it, let me know what you think. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.